Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's your boy, your big brother, your crazy uncle, the man who ate the last piece of pizza. It's me, Omizi. I got something I want to talk about. Come holla at me. Hey, what's going on, y'all? The last episode that we talked about was uh, on fear. And um, man, I was just thinking about some things. It just never left me because there's a lot of different things that have been happening in my life, um, you know, pertaining to that and things that were going on in the in the country and everything of that nature. That was just, ah, it just seemed like fear is all around. It just seemed like there was so much that's going on. And I just kind of overlooked some things and just me talking. Sometimes it feels like the just getting it off your chest feels the best or whatever. But there's some things that got, you got to remind yourself of in the midst of it all. And in the midst of all of this, you have, I had to remind myself that God had not given me a spirit of fear. So that means that this fear that I was feeling, it's not okay. It's not acceptable. Um, acceptable means that it's something that I could take, that I should take in, and I could uh, deal with or um, allow in my life. And the fear is not acceptable. Um, right now, society is uh, we're caught up in a mindset that uh, makes us think that um, it makes it almost cool to be broken. It makes it cool to be um, to fall apart. Um, I understand uh, it's okay to not be okay sometimes, because what God wants is a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Um, what God wants is you to come to Him with complete humility and to come to Him and bring Him all of your issues and to bring Him all of your your trials and your tribulations and everything that's going on. But it should not be your everyday situation that you walk around broken, fearful, and caught up in things that, and caught up just in being afraid. That's not what God gave us. God gave us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, those things, the Bible never just, God never just tells you to write things in the Bible just for happenstance. Um, everything that was written was written a certain way uh, purposefully. Um, if you truthfully are a student of the word of God and you truthfully read over what God says about you and stuff like that, man, it just really that it shows you that it always, it always a reason for it. It's like word, sometimes it's wordplay. Sometimes it's something that's said here that, that correlates with something that was said over there uh, or in the beginning and there's different things where, 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 you know, it shows you that even in the Old Testament, they were talking about Jesus who didn't show up until the New Testament, which was almost thousands, well, not almost, but was thousands and thousands of years later. But anyway, it says God gave us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. 
the power portion of it is the reason why I, the thing that got me because I told you I spoke last time that the reason why I felt so fearful was because I was afraid of being ineffective or afraid of being powerless. I try to use a big word for it, fam. But look, just being powerless. I hate being powerless. But I'm 6'5". I'm 300 pounds plus. Uh, uh, if anybody is powerful, you would think it's me. And I believe that in the back of my head that I allowed myself to get to such a, 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 a girth. Is that the word? That's the word, girth? <laughs> girth is because of the power that comes along with it. Because you can't just bump into me and I move, or you can't even run into me and I move. You gotta actually put forth a lot of effort in moving me from it. And if I plant my feet, I'm like the juggernaut, man. You can't move me. If I start going, I'm like the juggernaut, baby. You can't stop me. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's that's one thing that would resonate with me, and that's why when it came to feeling powerless to make a change, powerless to make things flip up and trip up and and go my way. It's a fear, but God talks to us and he says he's given us a spirit of power. Now, the um, when you speak of power, we're talking about how the world was created with the word of God's power. He says that in his word that it was created with the word of God's power and that power comes directly from God. It comes from him is a part of him. So if he put that spirit of power on the inside of us, then that means that we have the creative power inside of us. Not only just power just to just to, to be defensive or offensive, but we have creative power. We have the ability to not just stand up against the things that are making us afraid, but also to change the circumstances. You have God's creative power on the inside of you to change up stuff. That's crazy to me, man. To think that um, I can say something and that's how God did it. He spoke the word. I can speak the word to my situation and my situation can change simply by the power that worketh in me. Ah, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? It said he can uh, he can do a, uh, a exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in you that's what he says that's what the bible says that's what the word says i didn't make that up that, that's not something i made up the bible says that so if he gave me the spirit of power and of love and the sound mind he gave me the spirit of power that means that this power allows me to change the situation so you are not powerless you are not caught in a cycle that means that mm, if you're if you've been given a, a spirit of power and a spirit of love and the spirit of a sound mind, that means that you are walking around accepting the powerless mindset, accepting the powerless state that you're in. That's scary to me. That makes me think that I'm accepting what's going on in my life. It's scary to make me think that I'm allowing myself to stay in it and I don't have to. It's scary to make me think that um, I'm choosing to be scared. I'm choosing to be broken. I'm making choices to not have what I need or to put my family in the bad situation that they can be at times. That's my choice. Oh my God. So you mean to tell me that if God gave me the spirit of power 
that I'm giving my power over to something, over to fear? Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that you're giving your power over to fear, over to the situation that rises up, rather than proactively setting up things of practically preparing yourself rather than also with that proactivity reacting to the situation correctly fear causes you to be inactive and it causes you either to be inactive or to act in a way that won't cause that won't help the situation it's causing you to act act like you are the victim instead of the victor. To not do what you know to do. Man, that's, 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 and and you're choosing that. I, my, my daughter is afraid of, of dogs. My, well, you know, kids tend to be afraid of stuff that they don't know anyway. And especially stuff that moves or stuff that's, that's um, furry or, you know, ugly looking, something like that. Anything that's that's different, they're afraid of. And when my daughter was young, was really, really young, she's 12 now, but when she was really, really young, she had a bad experience with the dog. Anybody knows that when a dog um, is, comes around you, if it's a friendly dog, it's going to jump on you a little bit. If you take off running, the dog thinks that you're playing. So the dog starts running after you. This happened to my daughter at her cousin's house and she was maybe six years old maybe maybe younger than that she takes off running um and she bolts towards the car the dog is behind her and the dog is full on uh front leg back leg running just running hard just all just just coming at her and she is bawling because she thinks it's Cujo in her mind in her mind he is Cujo in her mind. It, it, you know, it's all over. She, 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 let it all go. She said, "Here I come, God." Clearly, this werewolf is about to eat me. I wasn't there. Um, I probably would have acknowledged it. I probably would have kept her up in my arms when the dog was around. I would have noticed her being afraid early on. However, her mom was there, and they were talking. And for whatever reason, why? When they get to talking, everything else just fades away. So my daughter's gone. She's screaming, running to the car, and uh, away from her mom. And that, such as nothing ever happened. The dog didn't bite. The dog didn't jump on her. Her mom ended up catching her at the, at the last minute, and everything was great. But that moment scratched an indelible fear, a, a big fear, into my daughter of dogs. And there's been times when my daughter has seen a dog in a car, in a car next to us at the at the gas station, and she has lost her her uh, her mind. Woo, woo! She screamed out. She slammed my hand into a car door, trying to get away from a dog that I said that was right there. I said, "Hey, little dog!" And I was reaching for the dog. She went off, and I was reached for the dog. I was outside of the car and I had my hand on her car door. She pulled the door and slammed it on my hand. 
Um, of course, um, I ain't cussed. I thought about it. Well, I looked at her, and my look probably was enough cuss anyway. But anyway, she's done things that, like, were crazy from being afraid. You know, dog comes up, she's standing right there. Uh, it's coming after her. She takes off running and leaves everybody else and then closes the door and locks the door. We're outside the house trying to get inside, and she's in there with the door locked. I don't have key. She got my keys and everything. And she's in there screaming and crying. This was this year. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that fear made her act crazy. Do things that were counterproductive to her salvation, counterproductive to her her, her help. And um, she, it made her feel like she was powerless to do anything. I mean, to the littlest dogs. Chihuahuas, she's afraid of. Little, little ugly dog she's afraid of so it's it's the same thought pattern when you come to this when you start speaking about the fears that you have and we have to realize the kind of God that we serve is that he is the only God the only God the only God he's so big he created He everything that's made was inside of him and when he opened up his mouth that's when everything was made nothing would be made if he did not make it. Everything that's made would not be made unless he made it. Okay? So when it comes to all the circumstances, situations, and everything that happens, yes, we know that we live in a fallen world. Yes, we know that things happen because we live in a fallen world, but be encouraged because he has overcome the world. Even the even the the the, the spirit of this age, the spirit of this world, he's overcome it. And we have to re- we have to remember that our God is so awesome and so mighty. And with him being so awesome and so mighty and so big and so bad and so, you know, thug and whatever by itself, he took his power and also placed it on the inside of us. And you have to see yourself in that particular place. As I have the power of the living God on the inside of me. The next part he gave us is love. The Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear because they're in love, there is torment. I mean, in fear, there is torment. You have fear because you didn't, you, you don't, you don't have power, or your power has been given over to, uh, given over to whatever you're dealing with. It says perfect love cast out all fear. Now that's a crazy scripture to even kind of think of. Like, what does love have to do with me, with with me doing, uh, with me taking taking this situation right here? I'm I'm afraid of of not being able to provide for my family. Or I'm afraid of not being able to do this thing here. I'm afraid of not being able to walk in 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 my purpose or my calling or this this and that. Well, perfect love, love is an integral part of walking in faith. We know, let's talk about faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is how the people walk. We walk by faith and not be and not by sight. People of God, Christians walk by faith and not by sight. We don't walk by what we see. We walk by what God said, okay? 
we have faith in what God said and what God told us. And we walk by that. When you're talking about walking, it's talking about actually putting your faith into action, right? We know that faith without works, the actions that come along with our faith or putting our faith into actual actions, actual physically doing the things that God tells us to do, living the life that God tells us to live, um, taking those steps that God tells us to step and leaning not to our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledging him and he's directing our path, doing those things that God has told us to do. Those are the acts and the walking of our faith. But faith worketh by love. That is the thing that motivates our faith or motivates the works of our faith, which motivates our faith because we love God so much or rather because he first loved us. And it is the love that God had for us that gives us the freedom to be called the sons of God. To be called the sons and daughters of God. Even though our life prior to meeting him was garbage. Even though the sin that we have is unforgivable. He forgave us and gave us entry back to a holy God because he loved us so much. And he who has given much loveth much. And we were given freedom from sin, given freedom from um, from the, 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 the effects of sin. And now we have the ability to go back to God and to call God Father and to call on him and to trust his word and to call him in the midst of it all. It is that love that motivates us to do the things that we know God commands us to do in his word. We know that these are the things that he likes because, and I just want to please you, God. I just want, because I love you so much, I just want to do what you want me to do. I just want to live like you want me to live. I just want to trust you. I just want to put forth the effort. I just want to do this thing here. And this is what's going to motivate me to walk out and do the things that you called me to do. And this is going to motivate my faith because as I continue to do the things that you called me to, you continue to do the things that you said you would do. And that in turn continues to make me love you even the more because not only are you a God who gives me a word, but you are a God who seeks after your, who seeks out to do your word, to fulfill your word, to fulfill every prophecy. You watch after your word. And when it comes down to me doing what you told me to do, you are quick to come behind it and to actually prove to me what you said. You don't have to, but you continue to come behind me and you prove to me that you love me, that you care for me, that your word is true. You are faithful. You are just. You are God. And every moment you prove yourself to somebody who has no right to even inquire about you proving anything to me because you love me, you do so. And because you do so, I love you. And because I love you, I work to do, I work out my salvation with fear and trembling, and because I work out my salvation and put forth those works of faith, it 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 also builds up my faith. It builds up my faith. Now, what is faith? Faith is having, it, it, again, is is having the deed 
to something. This is just a, a definition I heard somebody say. The, the deed to something, the deed to a promise without ever seeing, seeing the property that you've been given. Faith is actually going out there and having ownership of what God says will happen in your life or what God said that he would do in your life without even having the property of it or having it already happen. Just having the faith that it will or believing that it will or knowing that because God said it, it settles it. Having the mind of God, having the mind of Christ, having the mind, come on, somebody catch it, having the mind of Christ so that when I speak to a mountain or I speak to something that it will do exactly what I tell it to do, that I will have the faith that it will do exactly what I say because of the power that goes on the that's on the inside of me or because I believe not in me, but I believe in the God that's inside of me. I believe in the God that's that's Jesus. I believe in the God that has created me. I believe in the God that empowers me. I believe in the God that that forgave me. I believe in the God that built me up. I believe in the God who said that I am perfected in him, that he is my righteousness and I stand complete in him. I believe in the God that says that no matter what giant comes before you, that he is bigger. He is not bigger nor better than my God. There is a thing that, that, that I love about the, the story of David. And I was talking to my mom. My mom was preparing a message uh, for tomorrow. And I'm uh, in and, and talking to her, I started talking. I was talking to her kind of, you know, preachers talk or whatever. And sometimes we just try to encourage each other. But I was encouraging her and encouraging myself at the same time. And it was, and I started thinking about David when he went to, um, when the, the, you know, him and the Goliath thing. David didn't come there to fight. David didn't come, he didn't come there to fight. He was told to do a job by his daddy. He said, take your brothers, this cheese, this bread, this food, see how the fight going, check on your brothers. He went there to do what his daddy said. And he actually had to, he had to uh, amend his own job. He had to get somebody else to take care of his sheep so he can go out here and do this job for his dad to check on his brothers and everything like that. But when he got there, when he got there, he was met up with everything that was going on out here with people of God. The people of God were scared of this big giant. This giant was talking all this riffraff. He running his mouth. He he being, you know, all this rah-rah up in front of everybody. And they cowering. The very king is sitting over here in a tent, scared. And he's sitting over here as a little boy. And he says, man, I ain't really come here for all this rah-rah, you know. And, and But what will happen to the man who kills this dude? Because he's he talking he talking a whole bunch of stuff about the God of Israel, and um, I don't think he should live after that. Now the king is talking to him and he's saying, "Son, I don't think you can do what you getting ready, what you think you're about to do." And then David starts telling him about how God delivered him uh, when a, a, a she bear came up against, or well, a she bear was it? was it a bear? I don't know. 
when the lion came up against his his flock and and then all these other wild animals came up against his flock and he was able to slay them and he was able to kill them even though he was a little boy and he was out there by himself he didn't call for his brothers he couldn't they wouldn't have heard him he didn't have a gun he didn't have a knife all he had was just him and the lord and his dumb sheep sitting around there about to get ate. And he had to protect these sheep. And he says, the God who brought me out of the out of the lion's hands, the God who helped me to slay the bear, the God who helped me to do this thing here is the same God that's going to bring this thing, this man, this, this, this giant guy who with all this mouth, he's the same God that's going to bring him into my head. And I'm going to slay him in that God's power. And it's the same thing that we have to acknowledge ourselves, acknowledge every time we start getting nervous or we start getting fearful or we start to uh, uh, give ourselves over or give our power over to a fearful mindset. We have to start reminding ourselves, changing up our mind. He says, give us a sound mind, a sound mind. Something that when I think about sound, it always sound always sounds to me when I listen to it as a singer and, and, and as a wannabe I want to be a musician so bad sounds just always evoke a, a, in my head an image of a circle completely cylindrical whole not a whole but whole almost like a sphere like they're circular rebounding on each other but they're also full. Full on the inside, not empty. And what it said is that uh, um, as a sound mind, it's a mind that has nothing missing, nothing broken, completely and totally whole. That is that's completely circular, leaning on circular uh, everything is started by God and we're leaning on God and we're started by God leaning on God and kept by God so it's a cycle in our mind that we have to understand that our our mentality or our strength is our strength comes from God sustained by God motivated by God and again it goes in, the, in a certain, I won't say a vicious circle, but it's not a vicious cycle, but it goes in a cycle. A power comes from God, sustained by God, motivated by God. It comes from God, sustained by God, motivated by God. It comes from God, sustained by God, motivated by God. It comes from God, sustained by God, motivated by God. And it continue goes around and around and around and around. That's our mentality. It's our mindset. If you think on these things as God, as that was my original scripture from the last one, when I was talking about when he was talking to Joshua, he says, I want you to meditate. Now, some meditations have you sit down and just think of nothing. Clear your mind. Think of nothing. Concentrate on nothing. Come on, man. This this don't make any sense to me. I'm thinking of nothing and then I feel refreshed. I don't feel refreshed. I feel like like my mind is empty. But what refreshes me and what motivates me is when I start thinking of God saying that I'm more than a conqueror. 
Oh, when God tells me that, um, God tells me that, that, uh, think not on these things uh, or, or what I should eat or what I should wear or anything of that nature. That's what people in the world think of. But uh, he says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things. This is my interpretation. This is my way of saying it. I'm sorry. But think on, you know, on, think on, on things of God. If I put my mind on the godly things and I re- recant what his word says to me, I recant what his word means to me. And I start to speak it out loud and I speak it to myself that I'm more than a conqueror, that I'm a king and a priest, that I am I, I am powered by the most high, that um but that some will come in chariots and, and some will come on horses, but I come in the name of the most high God and, and, and his name is a strong tower and his name is a is it, it, he's my mighty battle axe and he's my he's my savior and he's my keeper and he's the one who watches after me and uh and a thousand shall fall at that right hand and I'm 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 mixing together a lot of different scriptures that come through it and some parts of it is just me talking and, and reminding myself of who God is, if I remind myself of who God is and what he's done in my life and how he's kept me in the times when I thought it was all over and the times when that when I came, I was at work and my wife called me and told me that there was an eviction notice on the door and, and we still had a place to stay and God, God kept me in the times when my, uh, when I I lost my wife and my daughter and and uh the times when I was my daughter was being born and they said that okay she's just we're having a little something going on right now and nobody heard it but me and the doctors in the corner whispering trying to figure out what they're going to do and actually he said it that he we could lose both of them and this thing and God still brought my wife and my daughter out safe and sound and, and I'm seeing my wife uh, later on with my son have surgery and she had to have a c-section and I know what a c-section does to to anybody's body but I saw what it did to my wife's body now and I saw how she how she got herself together and and how God moved in her and she's still up and at them and ready to go and doing the things that she always does when I see God moving her and moving ministry and moving uh, my family's life and how my God is still keeping my sister alive and and, and um, soon to be brother-in-law alive and well and my my nephews and everything of that nature when I see God do the things that he's doing I cannot sit here and be cast down and bound by fear what you have to do is just like what David said. Remind yourself of what God's done. Remind yourself of who God is. That's what you motive, what you meditate on. You meditate on the things of God. You meditate on the word of God and you meditate on who God is. What God has done. What God has showed himself to be in your life. You might not you might not even have a sick day in your life. So you might not even know if God can be a doctor in the sick room, but you might have been through some other situations. So if you have been in court, you know to be a lawyer in the courtroom. If you had a situation where you had to fight, then you know he's teached your hands how to taught your hands how to war. If you know he's been if he's brought you out of any other situation, you know he's been your shelter, you know he's been your shield, you know he's been your defense, you know he's had all these different things in your life. Remind yourself of who God is. When you start getting nervous and you start getting fearful, the song says, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear. (laughs) All because we do not carry 
everything, everything to God in prayer. Older song says, um, leaning, 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 leaning. I'm safe and secure from all alarms. And I'm leaning. Yes, I'm leaning. I'm leaning on the everlasting arms. You are not built to worry. You are not built to sit here and to be caught up with the worries of this world. You are built to serve God and to worship God. You were made to worship God. So when things start coming down on you, God, I'm not meant to carry this. This is why Jesus said, cast your cares upon God. Cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. Cast your cares, toss your cares, toss all of your alarms and your alerts on him because he actually does care for you. All this fear mess that's going on right now, you can be alert, you can be informed, but do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. The Lord thy God is with you. He has not forgotten you. You are not cast down. You are not by yourself. No matter what happens, you are not by yourself. God is still on the throne. Remember that. And I tell you that today. And I want to, I'm going to go ahead and pray. If you allow me to have this moment to pray real quick, I'm going to go ahead and pray. I want you to get whatever on your mind that you're afraid of. Whatever's on your mind that you're fearful of, I want you to think about it. Put that in your head. And I want you to put it on the altar wherever you are right now. Just wherever you're sitting at. If you're, if you're listening to this in your car, if you're listening to this on your lunch break, that's your altar right now. Take it and put that thing on the altar. It's going to be the sacrifice. I'm going to sacrifice my control of this, my perceived control of the situation right here I'm going to put it here and I'm going to lay it down I'm not going to worry about it anymore so let's pray Father God I acknowledge that you are who you are that you are the creator of heaven and earth that you are mighty that you are powerful that you've always been you always will be your word is settled in heaven and in earth, that you have all power in your hand. And I give my praise to you. I ask that your will be done in my life and that your kingdom will come and that you will do the things in me that you want to do in me. God, I ask you to forgive me for not trusting you enough to give you everything for not allowing you to get into certain parts of my heart certain parts of my life because I thought I was big and bad enough to deal with it but I know I wasn't because now I'm stressed out I'm torn apart I'm taking medications that I to try to help manage my mood and I'm just my hands are shaking and it's not getting better it's getting worse and I know it's because I didn't trust you enough to just give it to you the situation hasn't changed God it's gotten worse so I I ask you to forgive me for not trusting you enough 
to do what your word says. So I take this spirit of fear and my brother, my sister that's here with us, that's touching and agreeing. I touch and agree with them right now that you will take. I guess the offering of the fear and the offering of control that we've assumed over our situation and we give it to you. It's not easy for us to lay this down. Truthfully, this is our baby. We've carried this thing for a while. We've carried this this thing that we're afraid of and this fear and, and this worry for a long time. We've cultivated it, we've fed it, and it's grown up and we're laying it down. It's hard for us to lay it down. We want to take it back up. But this thing is killing us. High blood pressure and everything. So we're taking asking you just to take it from where it is right now. Take it and do your thing in it. We make an exchange. We give our fear, we give our heaviness, and we take on your joy and your peace. God, you said that you care for the things that we care about. You said that if we cast our cares upon you, that you would take care of them. You said that you would meet us where we are. You said that you are faithful to your word. You said that if you trust, if we trust you and we believe you, God, that your will will be done in our lives. And though we might not understand how you work it out, We give up even that right to understand how you're going to work it out. And for the expectation of it being worked out the way we want it to be worked out, we give that up. We act for strength to help continue to give it up, but we give that up too. We just want, we just know that your will is what's best for us. So we give over ourselves to you. We give over our thought processes to you. God, give us the strength to continue to give it over to you and not to turn around and pick it back up and put it on us. Give us the strength to be faithful in just trusting you, even though it doesn't look right. Help us to look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith, and to trust you even when it's ugly. Because we know that you're able We know that you're faithful and we know that you're God and we know that you love us. So we ask you just to help us to stand upright, to be strong and courageous and to walk holy. In your name we pray. In your name we pray. And if there's anyone that's connected here that is not saved, we ask you that you will put a hook in their heart and you will draw them, Lord God. Anyone that's listening to this is not listening to this by happenstance. Put a hook in their heart, oh God, and draw them to you. We know that you are soon to come. We know that you are God. And we know that as we sit here and go through these situations, they will not last forever. We give you the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. God bless y'all. God keep y'all. I'm going to holler at y'all later.
Yo, thank y'all so much for bearing with me with that. Uh, thank you for just spending your time. Yo, I appreciate it. I really do. So next time you got something you want to talk about, man, holla at me. Just say, hey, I'm easy. I just got a question to ask you. I'm open. I'm here. I'm listening. God bless, man.